you are listening to the Gaining Clarity podcast, the podcast for early stage business owners to help connect the dots and take confident action. I'm your host, Abby, and I'm so glad that you're here. This podcast is all about personal and professional development, and I honestly cannot wait to grow together. Hello and welcome back to the Gaining Clarity podcast. This week I am joined by Pippa, who is a dating and relationship expert. So Pippa, do you want to tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yes, well, thank you for having me, first of all. So I, as you said, I'm a dating and relationship expert and coach. So I work predominantly, well, only with women to help them create their happiest and healthiest relationships. Um, I've been doing it for a long time now. It's been about 18 months. And yeah, I just absolutely love it. I'm so passionate about it. It was a huge part of my personal journey and something that I'm so passionate about. So I can't wait to share all of this content with you. Amazing, and we're gonna get a very juicy conversation today. So you just mentioned that previously about, you know, it's you're really passionate about this, but what made you go into dating and relationships coaching? Yeah, so I feel like in the coaching world, there's like an unspoken rule that you kind of end up coaching people who you were, but like a few iterations before, if that makes sense. So over two years ago now, I did my diploma in transformational coaching and my background's in psychology, so I studied that at university. And when I started doing coaching, I didn't think, oh right, I'm definitely gonna be a dating and relationship coach. But I noticed that what I was most interested in coaching was around relationships and dating and what most women were coming for to me for was dating and relationships. And I can't help but think it's because I struggled so much in my love life from, you know, from from 12 years old, I wanted to have a boyfriend and have a fairy tale and like have that path. And it didn't look anything like that. Um, up until kind of past university when I came out and I spent maybe three to four years working on myself. And again, like the biggest thing that I wanted to manifest, the biggest area that I wanted to improve was in my love and relationship life because I was single apart from a few fuck boys <laughs> here and there and situationships and thing on and off things that went on for years and just kind of really terrible experiences to be honest. So I am so happy now to be able to help women who maybe have been in that position or are in that position now to create a really happy and healthy relationship like I am in now. And yeah, I just love it. I couldn't imagine doing any other sort of coaching, to be honest. Um, That's amazing. And I feel like also with the fairy tale, like that is something that is quite relevant across a lot of things. You know, like as kids, we watch a lot of these films where, you know, like the happily ever after comes and like, you know, you do certain things in certain ways. And I think that that is fed into us from a very young age. Yeah, and to be honest, um, I hate it. Like, (laughs) I don't know how to sugarcoat it. I definitely did think that my life would be complete if only I could have a boyfriend, a partner, a husband, meet Prince Charming. I remember lying in bed when I was like 16 years old listening to like Mellow Magic 10 out of 10 just (laughs) fantasizing about this man that's going to come into my life and you know turn up at my school which obviously was never going to happen at an all-girls school (laughs) and if it did I'd be very worried Um, (laughs) but um, yeah I just always fantasized about it And, and you know I think it's still the norm in our society you know you're expected to find someone settle down have a family and whilst that's what I wanted I think it's really 
it's really toxic in a lot of ways because one relationships aren't fairy tales i know we've discussed extensively and we'll probably go into it they're not something you just find the right person and that's it it's done you never have to work a day so it's inaccurate in that sense and also fairy tales kind of portray you just having to wait around and someone's going to save you and rescue and i hate that because there's so it's so disempowering when there's so much you can do to improve your relationships and attract your soulmate yourself plus not to mention you're already whole and complete on your own you don't need a relationship to be living a satisfied happy life so anyway <laughs> i will get you the fairy tale but i don't believe in that language <laughs> 100% and first of all we're going to talk about dating and then we're going to talk about relationships yeah. so in terms of dating and we'll get into all the juicy I think some stories that we're going yeah. to cover as well <laughs> but I think that first of all with dating what I want to start with is if someone is currently single and they're feeling like everyone around them is not single what do you what would like kind of you know advice would you give to someone like that so first of all, I hear you, I've been there, I've been the, a single friend in a group of friends and I understand that sometimes you can feel like you're the only one that it's not working for and you're the only person who's never going to meet anyone and I kind of, I was listening to something the other day and I just want to reference it because it really like resonated, you're not that special that you're the only person who's single, that you're the only person in the whole world who can't find love you you know we all can do it it's all possible for us and if it's something that you want to attract one it doesn't have to be something that you want to attract right now it doesn't mean that you're less of a person you're still whole whether you're single or whether you're in a relationship um if it is something that you want to attract right now it's definitely possible for you there's billions of people in the world and you know there's your person is out there and then the final thing is to not to not put relationships in the pedestal in the sense that it doesn't mean that you're going to be happy if you find a relationship it's all about being happy with yourself first and even when you're in a relationship it's about showing up so don't don't assume that for some reason you're failing or you're behind or you're less than someone who's in a relationship you're not you're exactly you're worth exactly the same amount and if you want it it's coming you've just got to believe it's coming and you've got to take the steps and you know do the work and just trust love all of that and I think that I've also been the only single at one point I was the only single person in my family as well and I remember yeah. I had a little bit of like shame around that but I also remember thinking I'd rather be single than I would be in the relationship that I was in before I was single yeah. so you know like sometimes it's like I'd rather be single and happy than yeah. I would be unhappy in a relationship and Definitely. we have to kiss a few frogs before we, you know. Sometimes we have to kiss many frogs. <laughs> not all the time. Some people get lucky the first time, but that was not my <laughs> case. <laughs> so if you're still kissing frogs, I've been there. <laughs> Amazing. And we did touch on this earlier about your personal experience with dating. Yes. So would you like to share any, like, typical behaviours of, like, red flag men that you feel like yes. you're like... <laughs> Yes, I would. <laughs> yes, I would like to share this. Um, so, I dated people who never committed to anything more than a situationship. That was definitely my pattern. I often rushed in for rushed into things. You know, again, like I said, I was like, "This is it. This is going to be the person." Um, probably would sleep with them too quickly. In fact, definitely would do that. And I would also just. Um, 
I wouldn't go for guys necessarily who were kind and considerate and respectful and you know I was kind of drawn to that more bad boyish the slightly more emotionally unavailable person um and I accepted and this is what I think is like the biggest thing for me is that I wasn't in a place where I felt like I deserved proper love so I accepted breadcrumbs of love and little nuggets of love here and there or what I portrayed to be love when usually wasn't actually love it might have just been passion and excitement and fun and that's because I didn't realize that I deserve to be love in that whole and complete way where it you know not necessarily unconditionally because I think you know there are some conditions still in a relationship but I wasn't I didn't I didn't it's that self-worth piece I didn't believe I deserved love so therefore everyone who came into my life didn't love me because I would accept anything that was probably my biggest pattern um I was single for like the dating years probably like six years um whilst every one of my other friends were getting boyfriends and I you know I couldn't figure out what it was but I had very not low standards in the sense that like I would just go with like it would just be anyone but it was low standards in the way that I was treated and that was probably my biggest pattern um and you know you get just obsessed with these certain people and you think that you're gonna like win them over and it's or like change them yeah that's change the worst them. you're like I'm gonna be the one that's gonna change them they're yeah. gonna change their behavior they're gonna switch like I completely hear you and I've been you know I've been cheated on numerous times and I think I kind of like allowed myself to be cheated on because I was basically a pushover in all of those relationships and I definitely put myself worth down to how they treated me and like I would it was a huge thing for me that I was just like I was completely dependent on them from how I was feeling would be completely dependent on how they were being to me and I think that being cheated on a few times actually made me very like stronger in a lot of ways because I felt like it almost made me realize even more how much I I almost thought that it was normal to feel like sad in relationships mm -hmm. like I was like oh every relationship has problems yeah and then I obviously met Josh and I was like oh it doesn't you know doesn't have to be so you know, there's still work in relationships, but it didn't have to be so fucking yeah. difficult. <laughs> I know, and I feel, yeah, it's such a, you know, it's such a mind transformation. Like, I remember even Marcus, like, planning our first date, like, to do, he booked, like, a comedy show, and that, that was, like, groundbreaking for me. First of all, he rang me, which was terrifying. It wasn't just, like, some random Insta DM or, you know, some Facebook message. And he rang me to check that we were still on because he'd planned a date. I was like, what? We're not just like going for a drink at the pub. We're not just doing like, you're not just coming over. Like we're, we're actually doing something. And like, I didn't realize that that was actually, you know, that was normal. And I should, I deserve to have someone who makes an effort and plans a date for me. But for so long, like that was honestly, even when I got to a point when I met Marcus, like I had done so much work, which is why I met him. I was, you know, I felt good in myself. I, you know, gone through everything and we'll probably touch on that more. Um, we've basically done all the stuff that I help my clients with now. That's why I met him. But even then, when it happened, I was like, oh, wow, like that actually does happen. <laughs> like, you know, they actually can make an effort. And like, you know, I think, yeah, I think sometimes when you've not experienced it, you don't, you don't expect it, but you almost have to expect it before you experience it. Like, it's almost like, 
yeah you have to like vibe like raise your own energy to attracting that and that i completely relate to that and i think we touched on this earlier over lunch but like i remember our first date with josh and he had his phone up and for me i've had like a real bad experience of people like messaging other people and like all this other thing so i had a lot of trust issues Mm -hmm. and for him to leave he i think he went to the toilet or something he left his phone with his face up and i remember being like oh my god like this is so bizarre like you know like someone like not taking their phone with them all the time and I had super, like, I, at the beginning of that relationship, my trust issues, like, nearly didn't make us be together. And I think that, you know, I've had friends that have been dating, and you can almost, like, see them, like, knowing, like, expect, you expect the worst. So to stop yourself from actually falling for someone or doing it, you almost, like, close yourself off. Yeah. Because you're, like, um, it's easier to be single and be quite happy with where you are, rather than being, like, allowing yourself to get hurt. And if you're repeatedly hurt... It's like, it's just not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny that you say that because I, I always say to my clients, like, you do need to do the work before you get into a relationship, but you will never be trigger free. You will never be perfect. You will never be not scared of, you know, certain things. You Like, it's not possible. And plus, when you get into a relationship, even if it's a healthy, happy relationship and a secure relationship, there might still be new triggers that are uncovered. Like, you can't ever be 110% healed, and it's not a realistic aim, but it's about getting to a point where you're not willing to settle for mistreatment or, you know, half half assedness. Like, you're, you know, you know, you're with someone who you can trust, like those sorts of fundamentals, but you can't be perfectly 100% healed and you can never get a guarantee that your relationship's going to work. Like you just, you, you can't, you can only do your best and show up. And, you know, this fear of getting hurt, something I'm always with my clients, like the, the three biggest fears I see for people who are single and dating are fear of being rejected, fear of being hurt, and just the fear of the unknown Mm -hmm. which basically then kind of is like the uncertainty piece but within all of those I'm like is it worth it you know you've got this vision like all of them want to be in that really great relationship and the thing is is if it's worth it you have to risk the potential of being rejected the potential of being you know um you know turned down or hurt or whatever it is but if you're in a place where you feel confident and you feel good about yourself and you feel whole those fears become easier to handle. You know, you might get rejected, but it doesn't mean your whole world explodes. It means that, you know, you might be sad for a day, a week, a month, but actually you can pick yourself back up and you don't let it define you. So it's about getting to that place when you're going out and dating. It's not about being 100% healed. It's not about, you know, you're never gonna, like I said, it's not 100% risk-free, but it's about being able to handle it and being in the position internally where you can handle it if those things did happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, building that confidence that comes from doing the scary things that comes from asking someone on a date that comes from, you know, revealing your feelings that comes from, you know, I remember our exclusivity chat when I had it with Marcus and I just was like, this is it. Like you're either exclusive with me or that's it. And I was so firm on it and I was willing to be hurt. I was willing to be rejected because you know what, what I wanted matter more. So it's about getting to that place, even though there might be risks for being hurt and rejected. Yeah. Um, do you believe that we have soulmates? I do. I just think it's, um, I don't think it's one person can necessarily be the only person for you. Yeah. 
Amazing. And so this podcast is titled, you know, how to have health relationships when you're busy AF. So if someone is, you know, busy in their general life and they feel like maybe they're too busy to date, what would you recommend for someone who is like that? So busy is a really difficult one because are you actually too busy to date? Like, do you, you know, you're never too busy to do anything. You're never too busy to go to a gym class. You're never, too, you're never too busy to do anything. You're just not, you're just not prioritizing it. So when you say like, I don't have time to do this, why are you, I, I think a big shift and there's something I do is like, I'm not prioritizing that. And then you realize like, actually I do have time. I'm just not prioritizing it. So I understand people can be busy, but if you like, how much do you want it? Is the sort of thing I'd ask. Like if you're, you know, you know, you want that uh, fairy tale and you want, I shouldn't use that word, but you want that kind of partner, that secure relationship, and maybe you want to have a family. How important is it to you? Because if it's important to you, you're not too busy to do it. And then also, it's not about, you know, you don't, well, actually, it's a really good point that we brought up. There's a lot of dating and relationship coaches out there who are very successful, so I'm definitely not bashing them at all, but it's not an approach I take with my clients, um, where basically you just date and date and date and date and date, and like you on it like every night, you're dating someone new and you're on a rotation sort of thing until you meet the person, and a lot of people are very successful in that way. For me, it doesn't work because a lot of my clients are busy or they don't have the energy or they don't have the resilience or they don't have the time whatever it is it's just doesn't feel in alignment with them I didn't do it so it doesn't really feel in alignment with me either because I'm more about quality over quantity but it does work so if you really want it you can be doing stuff like that you know that's that's possible but it doesn't mean you have to date, you know, you don't have to save every Friday, Saturday night to have a date. You don't have to do that. You can be intuitive with it and you can be like, you know, the last thing I ever want people to do is be going on dating apps when they're like feeling shit. Like if they're hungover on a Sunday, that's prime time. But you're not going on with any intention and you're mm-hmm. not going in in the right energy. So, you know, first of all, I'd ask yourself, are you actually too busy? Second of all, I'd ask yourself, if you are too busy, how important is this for you right now? And then is, like, we kind of spoke about this earlier, is there something else going on? Are you just being busy for busy's sake? Are you actually, you know, avoiding dating because there's maybe an underlying fear around being hurt or being rejected? Um, So getting clear on that. And then, you know, don't overwhelm yourself. You don't have to go on a date every night. But the time you do spend set aside to, you know, make sure you journal around that area if that's something you want you know make sure that you do one one thing a month where you put yourself in a new experience or you go to a new class or you know every you know saturday morning you spend like half an hour messaging some people on hinge whatever it is like you will make the time if you want to um i know that sounds really harsh um but yeah i think whatever we want in life we do have the time to Mm -hmm. achieve it it's just how important it is and and yeah and I think actually that piece around is there some reason why you're not making time for it those fears that we mentioned I think that's a really good reflection point because um I think that's often what we do we'll just be like you know we push it aside we focus on our work we focus on our friends we focus on other stuff going on because actually deep down you know we're not over our ex or we're not over an experience we had and we're scared we're scared it won't work out um 
That would be my advice. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. And so if you are, so when you're in the dating world and you went out for a date and, you know, what would you say is like good advice for someone who's, you know, new to dating, they've, they've pushed themselves out of the, the, you know, the safe place of them being not dating and they go on dates, what would you say is like some top tips for like, like acting on a date or behavior around a date? So first thing is remember that your opinion of your date is just as important as their opinion of you. Because I think often as women, we go into like people pleasing mode and we're like, oh, do they like me? And then like you want them to like you. But actually, remember your opinion of them matters just as much. Like don't give them that much power. You know, do you like them? It's also a really powerful question just to, to make sure that you're going into that headspace with. Um, behavior wise i have recently been talking so much about allowing yourself to receive so kind of what we were saying before about you know marcus arranging this date and like going out of his way for it i really allowed myself to to receive like he asked me on the date i let him organize it you know i didn't you know i think allowing the guy or whatever the person who's asking you on a date to take the action and kind of actions speak louder than words but also it's like we don't have time to go into like masculine and feminine energies but also letting him like opening the door so even if you ask them on a date you say you could say something like I'd love to go on a date with you um what what like where would you want to go like open the door for them to like make an effort make a gesture um in terms of actually on the date make sure you're going feeling good um you know, you don't have to spend hours getting ready, but like, you know, take some time, get in your good energy, like feel good. Because even if the date doesn't go to plan, you don't want it to be like, you don't want it to feed into a story that, oh, dating's hard. So mm -hmm. you want to just be in a good energy. Um, and remember as well that in every single date, every bad one, I bet you can think of one thing that was good, whether it was your cocktail, whether it was, you know, listening to music on your way home, that it's usually a positive to be taken from anything um and be open you know be open don't be scared to be honest with your feelings and your thoughts because when we try and be someone else one it's not you know it doesn't make you any more attractive two if they are attracted to that someone else you're gonna have to pretend to be someone else for the rest of the time you're dating them so i, knew I used to do that so much did you? Like, yeah in my younger thing i remember being like like pretending that i like certain things or like saying certain things when like it really wasn't what i wanted to be and i think that like it's like the reason that you always go back to people thinking they're going to change as well. I just, yeah, it's just a... I did the same. Like, I'm quite feminist and I quite like, you know, I have quite strong opinions um, on genders and stuff like that. And I would always kind of like try and just be a little bit more like, you know, less loud, less outspoken, a little bit more innocent. And like, I just had such a complex about me not being girlfriend material and what that meant and girlfriend material meaning that you're a bit more meek and mild and polite but realistically if we'd ever got into a relationship they'd realize in about five seconds that 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 i am sassy and i'm outspoken and you know i've got strong opinions so it would never have worked yeah i love that and i love that that's the same in like even like when i talk about like the clients like not everyone is for you like yeah. there's nothing wrong with someone not being the right thing for you and if you go on a date and you're not for that person and it's not any reflection of you it's that you're just not right for each other yeah totally and yeah that is the biggest thing and it's so funny you bring that up because 
one of the questions I had a client who was really struggled with the idea of being rejected and I was like well what what are you making rejection mean and she was like oh I'm making it mean that like I'm not enough it's something about me I'm not good enough and I'm like okay but what does actually mean she was like oh I guess like it just means that he's not interested in me I'm like yeah which is about him not being interested not about you having anything wrong with you Mm -hmm. and that's okay like you're not gonna fancy everyone you meet either and like it doesn't mean that they're less of a person just means that you're not interested Mm -hmm. I completely agree and I think that um I've also before as well like made myself believe that I liked someone Mm. so like one of my relationships I remember I stayed and then you get to a point where you've stayed for so long you're like shall I just continue to stay here because you know I've already put so much into it and it's almost like I can't remember what it's called but it's when you spend so much time and energy into something you're like if if I was to leave this now but like I'm not really 100% into it and like I deserve to have love that is like yeah I am 100% into it you know you're going to be with them for the rest of your life it's like I'd rather like have spent all of the time finding the right person than have just like settled like I would have hated to have settled yeah I think I I know exactly the phenomenon you're talking (laughs) of and I can't remember what it is but yeah it's like this weird human thing that we have where if we put time and energy into something we usually even if we're not happy stick it out because we put time and energy into it I think that happens quite a lot with like careers and jobs even mm-hmm. if it doesn't light your soul on fire you know you spent 10 years doing it so therefore yeah. you just have to live miserably in this job <laughs> for the rest of your life but yeah I totally agree you're much better off waiting and doing the work and being yourself and being whole and complete in yourself and happy in yourself than you are you know trying to get people to like you settling because it's never going to make you happy um yeah yeah, that's how I feel about that. <laughs> Amazing. So we spoke for quite um, a while on dating. So we're now going to move on to the relationship side of things. So this is all about if you're in a relationship and, you know, you're in a happy relationship. And there is obviously, we could talk about this for hours in terms of, you know, relationships. And they're not all smooth sailing. You know, everyone's relationship looks fantastic online. But, you know, there's always, you know, like rough patches yeah. and arguments and things that happen on. But in terms of the podcast episode and being busy AF, so something that I feel that we've spoke about in terms of like for us at the moment, I feel like obviously we're both very busy. We both, you know, have like jobs and businesses. And for us at the moment, we've now started having like date nights. So we're like having like specialized time where we don't have our phones on the table and we actually discuss and talk to each other. Because I always feel like, I don't feel like I ever spend any like, like it's really easy to spend a lot of time with your partner but it's not yeah. quality time it's like especially in covid like i don't know about you but like you have a really busy stressful day at, at, at work you come home and then you like almost have that stress on you mm. and then you like almost like it's not quality time it's not you time speaking to each other it's you either like sitting in front of netflix mindfully or like yeah. just scrolling on your yeah. phone so like what do you feel are like top tips for like if you're super busy and you want to make sure that you are like still keeping a healthy and happy relationship so schedule (laughs) you schedule everything else in your life start scheduling time with your partner like everyone this again it comes down to this sort of like fairy tale complex and it's just supposed to happen and everything's you know if you're right with the right person you know you're just gonna make time for each other no you're not it's not realistic everyone's got their own lives set aside dates like I did it recently and I you know I messaged my boyfriend and I was like oh December 4th are you doing anything even we live together 
But I'm like, are you doing anything? Because he was at work. And he was like, oh, I don't have any plans. I'm like, keep it free. Let's like do a Christmassy sort of themed date. And I know that sometimes that's not glamorous. And yes, we want spontaneity. But if you're busy, you can't rely on spontaneity. You need to have, you know, we've spoken about it, like a date night once a month. Or, you know, you need to have a day. So Sundays at the moment, we don't really work. and We just focus on each other and we try and have something nice planned, even if it's going for a walk and a coffee. And it is just like, you know, I by no means like nail down how to be busy and how to prioritise your relationship, you know, amongst your social life, social life, I've not mastered it, but I do know that being intentional again, I feel like I've used that word a lot and like scheduling it in, you know, that's nothing to be scared of. And the thing is, is like often what can happen is that we're the last because we can be really comfortable in our relationships it's almost like the last thing we think about sometimes Mm -hmm. it's like oh I've not seen this friend for ages so I need to see them you don't think oh actually yeah maybe we've fallen asleep in the same bed but we haven't actually you know had dinner and put our phones away and not talk about work or whatever um so don't let it be the last thing you think about because this is you know this is the person that you've chosen to create a life with this kind of brings me on to my next point is remember your why like why are you why are you in a relationship why are you with this person like why did you want to be with this person when you got together with them and like remember that because that should be enough motivation to you know make the time for each other um and yeah it's not about again it's not like about quantity it's just about quality like you know you don't have to every night watch tv together but maybe on the whatever one night a week you sit and you go for a date night or whatever it is um so schedule remember your why trying to recap um and be intentional with your time and also communicate with your partner as well just maybe say like look i've noticed we're both really busy at the moment and i feel like potentially we need to spend a little bit more time together have you been feeling the same what are your thoughts on this and you know you know work on it as a team I always say like come at it with a team approach like we have this collective not problem but challenge let's say we have this collective problem how can sorry collective challenge mm-hmm. how can we then work on it together so you know ask them like what what how much time would you like to spend together what would like a fun date look like to you you know talk about it as well don't just let it don't just let yourself sit there being like oh, i never see him i've never got time for him or he's not never got time for me talk about it make the time mm-hmm. and i feel like during covid for me i can remember being like it was literally you spent all of the time yeah. with your partner but it was never like quality time because like you never really left the house. Yeah. You never like even text them. Like you know that you never had yeah. any time apart. And now like Josh goes off to work and it's almost like a little luxury, like messaging yeah. each other during the day. Yeah. And like, it's almost like some, and, and I really struggled with having no time on my own. So me and Josh do spend quite a lot of time together as a couple. And we always have like, we, we have a lot of the same friendship groups, but I feel like for me, I also really like having time on my own. And during the lockdown, I remember feeling like, you know, like we could, I could go upstairs, but it's not like, quality time alone where like if we were going for walks we'd probably go together and like if we were doing all these things we started doing like everything together and I think now that we've come out and like we've started kind of like you know doing other things it's almost like it's it's quite nice because it's like we both spent I I personally feel like it's really healthy to spend time apart and time together like that as well a hundred percent like time apart is 
not just as important as like quality time together but it's so important like I I know I you know I was in the same position when I was in you know I was up in Edinburgh and I didn't have any friends or family I didn't really have an escape um so I became very codependent in the sense that like if I was doing something I had no one else to ask but you know Marcus (laughs) poor guy um but I um I think time apart is really important and I think you know, relearning to have time alone as well. Like if you are coming out of lockdown and, you know, you're used to your partner being around and, you know, I'm I'm speaking of this because this is something that I've felt recently. We've spent a lot more time alone because I'm I'm the only person who works from home now. And, you know, if you're going through an adjustment like that, remember to like relearn and like allow to to enjoy your time alone. Um I just wanted to share that because that's something that I've experienced recently where I've kind of had a moment where I'm like, actually, shit, like, what do I like doing by myself, for myself? Because <laughs> I just got so used to having someone around. Um, I mean, it mostly consists of watching reality TV. <laughs> yeah. but... <laughs> you do, you have. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think time apart is really important. Amazing. And so we spoke about dating and relationships and what would you say is the secret to a healthy relationship? So the secret is you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got my masterclass on Monday, so it's all in my head. Um, it, it's it's you. If you want it to work, if you want to create, uh, if you want to attract your soulmate, it's you. It's how you show up in the world. It's your energy. It's your intentions. It's your self-worth it's your you don't need to rely this is an important point it's not about relying on someone else to make you happy your relationship shouldn't make you happy I mean it should but like you should be happy yourself that's your responsibility your partner's responsibility is their happiness as well and you should come together and be happy um together so making sure that you you know you're not depending on someone else to give you your happiness that being said within reason you know you're with someone so that you can be a support network for them if something goes wrong like obviously but taking ownership of your happiness and also taking ownership of like your behavior in a relationship your communication within a relationship you know maybe your needs within a relationship like why do you need to feel a certain way like what part of you like if you feel the need that your partner makes you feel important, like how can you make yourself be more important or feel more important without them? And it's not about dismissing them, but it's about, you know, giving yourself what you want from a relationship. And this is, if you want a soulmate, I would 100% recommend writing down all the things that you want to feel and why you want to and all the qualities you want them to have. And think about, okay, I want a relationship. So I feel like I have companionship whatever it is how can you start giving yourself more companionship you know how can you start you know showing up more for yourself if it's that you want someone to go on adventures with it's how can you have more adventures alone it's really about encompassing what it is that you want from a relationship um again you're never going to be perfect so you know you're allowed to have moments you're allowed to have triggers you're allowed to have you know gosh knows there's times when I say things I don't mean just to get a reaction like no one's perfect but it's about yeah ownership of your own happiness ownership of your energy ownership of how you show up in your relationship and in your life if you're looking for a soulmate um and really all the qualities that you want to have in your relationship bringing them to your relationship or bringing them to your love life um 
there's so much in that. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's really simple. It's just you. <laughs> it's just you. <laughs> Amazing. Well, we all deserve to have love and we to do. be in a relationship. So can you share a little bit more about your masterclass? This episode is going live on Monday, the 15th of November. And Pippa has a masterclass she's running. So do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So this is called Love Unlocked and it is my masterclass for creating your happiest and healthiest relationship whether you're single or you're taken. It's going to be about an hour and a half, there's going to be journaling exercises, visualization exercises, it's going to be like a full embodiment experience. Um, It's really important to me because you know what I've been speaking about there in terms of like all the things you can do and it being you who's responsible for attracting your soulmate and you who's got the power to have a health gosh, happy and healthy relationship, (laughs) God, Um, you're going to be learning how and how you can do that and maybe where you've been blocking yourself from attracting that or creating that within your relationship. So it's going to be really, really empowering and I can't wait. Amazing. So I'm going to leave the link to that in the show notes and can you also let us know where people can find you? Yes. So I'm mostly on Instagram at IamPippaMay underscore. Um, but it should just come up with I am Pippa Main. Um, and yeah, that's probably the best place to find me. I've got a website, but you can find that on my Instagram. So <laughs> amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Pippa. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode, please hit that subscribe button and leave a review. I would love to hear from you.